right. Woo. Is Jeff in here still? Did Jeff put that together? Yeah, it's okay. Great job putting that together. And if you've never seen Jeff lead worship for little kids, you really need to because he's really good at it. So, hey, good job. Thank you. Hey, we are going to talk about that um, a little bit today. Uh, The other thing I want to say, uh, uh, thank you to Brody for leading today. Just to let you know that um, Kyle is in Switzerland. He is actually leading worship at a missions conference, okay? So it's not like it's vacation. He's just visiting castles and all these sort of things. But he's actually for 10 days been leading worship at a missions conference that his parents put on for uh, missionaries from all over the world, from China, Africa, Middle East, all that stuff. So he will be back next uh, Sunday, and I suspect he'll be tired from travel, but I think his soul will be filled up, so it'll be really good to have him here. So, Hey, we are going to um, do something a little bit different today. Uh, next week, we're starting a new sermon series, which is on the one another's. There's 50-plus one another's in Scripture, and we have a new study guide that you can pick up, and it's out in the courtyard. And I know a lot of core groups aren't actually meeting uh, this uh, summer, but you can use this on your own. It's a way of continuing to keep in touch with what we're doing here on Sundays, but make sure you pick one of these up, and, and we'll be using that for the rest of the, of the summer. And so we are kind of in between things. We finished the, um, the Lord's Prayer last week, and we're kind of moving into a new one. And so today, I've entitled this message, Early Summer Reflections. And I don't know what it is, if that, because my last baby just graduated from high school, or whatever, but I'm just like reflecting on all this stuff. And I mean, it's like, I start tearing up as I'm watching like uh, America's Got Talent show, you know, anything. I don't know what it is, but something's going on just in my life. So I thought, well, let's just talk about the reflection. I'm hopeful that what I've been reflecting on and what God's been kind of doing in my own heart is something that will connect with with you. And so so that's kind of what we're doing here. So uh, stick with me on this a little bit. Um, and make sure you do stick around after the service. Here's what you should do after service. I'll just say it now so we don't forget. Go grab a study guide and then walk out onto the lawn and we'll say goodbye or we'll uh, kind of honor our seniors. And you can use the study guide to block the sun that's out there, okay? So just, just a way to do this, okay? So a, co- a few weeks ago at the beginning of the summer, we had a budding young theologian here who shared a little bit. Uh, and that was my daughter, Julia. If you remember, Julia was here, and she was talking about her ministry in Peachtree City, Georgia, with junior high kids. And Julia used a verse in when she shared what she was doing with kids there in Peachtree City. And it's a great verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And it says this, Paul says this, I planted the seed, but Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. And I've been thinking about that verse. I love that verse. And being in ministry for a long time, this verse means a lot to me because you oftentimes don't see what is happening in in the lives of the people you're working with. And so you have to trust that what you're doing is planting seeds or maybe it's watering something that somebody else has put there uh, before. And, And that that is such an important part of what God is doing is that he's constantly planting seeds in us, that he's constantly uh, putting his uh, seeds of faith in us, and that it is su- su- supposed to, it's to be growing, and that's so much of what life is about, planting of seeds and watering and, and watching it grow. So then this last week, as you saw, I was a part of the VBS up here, and, um, I, and I was thinking about this, and, and I want that idea of planting seeds to be kind of the, the umbrella of everything that we look at today. 
So, uh, so the theme that you might have seen was to Mars and beyond, and I was the mission commander. I was the mission commander. That is a picture of me that you saw. And every morning, I'd have a couple conversations with the puppet there. That was Sonia doing the puppet, which was EP320. And I never quite got it right, ever, in a thing. And I, fought, I got off script all the time, and she's, uh, who knows what happens. But, but we had a lot of people up here helping, as you saw, a bunch of stuff going on. Jeff and his wife Judy led songs. We did have the mad scientists that you saw there. Uh, Linda Miller, Matthew Barton, and uh, Carter Zell did this. And then all this stuff all week long, they were helping kids with science experiments. Nancy, my wife, and Cheryl Baptiste did crafts. Jack Pavlison. Over there, thank you for leading games with Susan Barton, who I don't think is at this service, but there's doing that. There were Bible stories that were going on, and they learned about stuff like the boldness that you find in Esther and the um, kindness that's in the Good Samaritan and the thankfulness that was in the leper that came back to thank Jesus. And, and this is what they were learning. And, and then we kind of ended that the three-day BBS with Water Day. On, on the 4th, on Thursday. And that is like our, one of our favorite days. And this is me. And I'm not sure how Water Day turns into throw water balloons at Pastor Don Day. But, and I've learned I'm not as quick as I used to be. And I think Sonia's in the back, like, spurring on these waves of water balloons at me. I'm not sure exactly which. That's not true? No, you're not doing that? Oh, okay, it looks like, you're, looks like you're waving them on to get me. I'm not sure, but, um, but so this. So you, know, you kind of go, okay, why do we do this? What, why, do we do, why do we spend three days dressed like mad scientists or an astronaut? Or why do you spend hours with kids talking about Esther and all these things and all that stuff? And, and here's why we're doing it. We, why, why do we do it? We're planting seeds. We're planting seeds of faith in the lives of kids. We're watering some seeds that have maybe have been there as their parents have talked to them about Jesus and all these. But that is, that's what we're doing. That's what, that's what VBS has to be about. It's not about trying to get other families to join our church or anything. It has to be about planting seeds in the lives of kids. That's what it's about. Hey, I want to do something real quick here. Just take a moment. Get into a group of three or four. And here's the question I want you to ask in that question. I want you to come up with, hey, who are one or two people in your life who have planted seeds of faith in your life? Okay? There's the question. Who are one or two people who have planted seeds of faith in your life? So get into a group of three. Get into, you know, make sure everybody's in a group. We're going to take about three or four minutes to do this. Ready? Go.
Okay, about 30 seconds, 30 more seconds. You guys done? All right, bring it back together. Hopefully everybody had a chance to share. So a couple things. Um, one, if you can, you know, maybe write a, a note to somebody thanking them. You know, they may not even know that they had made an impact in your life and put some seeds of faith in there. But but just be thinking about that, that God has been planting seeds of faith in your life probably for a long time. Many of us, it's from childhood, maybe our parents or others, and, and that's been grown and all that. But, but just remember that, that, that God is planting seeds in our lives just as we did this last week with VBS. And he continues to do that in each of us even today. So, uh, the, like Mark said, the verse for, the, kind of the vector verse for uh, this last week at VBS was Ephesians 3.20. And I'm going to use from the NIV. We used a different version uh, this last week, but this is what it says. It says, now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. And that is, like, Paul, or like Mark said, that's the... the benediction that Paul gives to this incredible prayer that he prays in, in, uh, in Ephesians 3. So um, Tuesday morning, we have a men's Bible study here. Uh, Paul Settles leads it. Just to let you know, this Bible, it's not a closed group, okay? If anybody wants to join us on Tuesday morning at 6.30, we're here every Tuesday, and we just kind of talk about whatever's going on in the sermons and talk about these things. Well, Paul Settles is leading it, and he says, you know what? He, and he had taken uh, this verse from Ephesians, and he had looked at what we had done the week before, which was the end of the Lord's Prayer, and he said, they're so similar. That, that what we talk, what Paul writes about at the end of his prayer is so similar to the way that the Lord ends in Matthew 6, where he says, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. That both benedictions are so similar that they both talk about power, God's power. They both talk about the glory that God should be getting in life. That it talks about this is something that continues forever. And that both Jesus and Paul ended their prayers this way. And so there's so much similarities, I think, between what we can learn from the Lord's Prayer and also this prayer of Paul's in Ephesians. And quickly, I want to go through it here. Here's what Paul prays in Ephesians 3 incredibly powerful prayer. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he, God, may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. You know, a lot of times we don't know how to pray for people. We're not sure how to pray for somebody. 
this, along with similar ones in New Testament, are great prayers to pray for people. Just take this prayer and pray it over your family, over your friends, over people. But this is, this is how Paul is praying for the Ephesians, and it does. It comes out of these first couple chapters in Ephesians where he's talking about this amazing truth that God is bringing together the Jews and the Gentiles. He's bringing together two very different people to become one in Christ. And his prayer for them is that God can do this. Uh, one amazing thing as I was going through, one commentator, commentator says that, that phrase that says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, he says that the tense, actually the expanded translation would be this, that Christ might finally settle down and feel completely at home in your hearts. Isn't that a great phrase? That that's what you're praying when you pray this prayer that Christ would finally feel at home and settle down in my heart. That there'd be no wonder if Christ is welcome here. There'd be nothing questioning about it, but when we pray this way, as Paul's praying, that we're saying, yes, you settle down and feel completely at home in my heart. And then Paul goes on to say that it is the love of Christ that you should experience and know that will draw you to a place where you'll experience his fullness. Not just a knowledge that God loves me, just a head understanding that, yeah, I know God loves me, but you truly would experience the truth that God deeply loves you. And then out of that comes this benediction, right? Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that has it worked within him, uh, us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. And he's saying... Jesus can do this through his power, not your own, that Jesus can take the seeds of faith that are in you, Ephesians, and he can grow it. And he can bring together two very different groups to be one church. Now imagine in your own life right now, what is God wanting to grow? What is he wanting to do? Where is he wanting to change you and cause you to be different? Where is he, what, what seeds of faith does he want to take and, and say, let's grow that in your life? And it's not something you have to do on your own, but it'll be my power working in you that will do this. Again, the same commentator who I quoted before says this, and, and this is, this is going to be, this will be good. It says, God is able to do for us and answer our prayers according to the efficiency, richness, and power of the working of the Spirit in our lives. This latter is determined by the yieldness of the believer to the Holy Spirit. Thus, the saint determines what God is able to do for him. In his inherent ability, there's no limit to what God can do in and through the saint. We're the saints. But the saint limits the working of God in and through him by the degree of his yieldness to the Spirit. That God can do anything in us. To the Ephesians, he could bring those two groups together. To us, he, he can help us to uh, overcome uh, some temptation that leads into sin. He can lead us away from bitterness and anger that we might be holding on to or whatever it might be. But it is not as if he can just come in and just do it without us yielding to his spirit 
coming before the Lord and saying, Lord, have your way with me. Do with me what you want to do. And as I looked at the, uh, the Lord's Prayer that we have studied, I believe that in the, combined with Ephesians is that prayer really opens myself up to the work that Jesus wants to do in my life. That that really is what prayer is. Now, we should be praying. Oftentimes, prayer is a, for me, I'm, I'm sure I'm the only one, but prayer is a list of things I want God to do for me or for others. And we need to be praying for each other. We need to be praying for Makai right here because she's having surgery on Tuesday on her knee. We need to keep praying for Jack Jackson who had surgery, uh, heart surgery last week. So yes, bringing those needs before the Lord is crucial for the body of Christ to do. Right? That's what we need to do. But prayer, in a deeper sense, as I'm learning this about and as I'm reflecting on it, really is opening myself up to what God wants to do in me. That ultimately is what prayer is. And that's what the Lord's prayer is. Right? Jesus says this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Yes, pray for others and yourself. Forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power. And yours is the glory forever. Amen. Again, I've said this a few other times. This is a difficult prayer to pray. It's so difficult. Because it's not just a list of things I want from God. But it's saying, Lord, I want you to do your will in my life. I want you to not lead me into the ways that would take me away from you. I want you to lead me into ways that further our relationship. I want you to lead me in ways that take those seeds of faith that are in my life and grow them into places of greater trust. You see, prayer is yielding to the work of God's Spirit in your life. That's what prayer is. It's yielding to the work of God's Spirit in your life. It's coming before Him and saying, Lord, here's my life. Do with it what you want. So just to kind of tie this all together here with my, the early summer reflections of my life that started with Julia's... Uh, verse about uh, seed and watering and growth. So here's some things I'd hope for my own life and hope for you. Cultivate good soil in your soul. Have, have a soul that is receptive to what God wants to do. Oftentimes our heart and our soul can get hardened, right? It gets, right? Jesus told parables about this. Oftentimes in our heart there are things that vie for the interest, our interest. And what I'm asking us to do and myself to do is to say, make sure that my heart and soul is at a place where it is really open to what God wants to do. And I'm not closed off, but my, I have good soil in my soul. The second thing I'd encourage us to think about is to plant and water in others' lives. That again, uh, there's nothing more important than planting seeds of faith in the lives of others. Those of us that are parents, that is the main responsibility for us is to help our kids 
understand and know Jesus and to understand what it means to walk with him. But it doesn't just stop with our little family we have, but let's look at ways to continue to plant seeds of faith in the lives of others, continue to help others grow in their faith, that that's what we as followers of Jesus are called to do and to look for ways to do that. And then the, the last thing I'd encourage you to think about this week, this summer is to anticipate growth. That, that there should be growth in your life. There should be growth happening in the lives of the people around you because of who you are and because of what God is doing in your own life that we really should anticipate that things would grow, that, that I would be able to trust God more now than I do a year ago, that, that I'd be able to um, love others better than I do even today, that, that we should anticipate that God wants to do those sort of things in our lives and in the lives of the people around us. So have good soil, good soul in, soil in your soul, plant in water in other people's lives, and then anticipate growth. So seeds have been planted in your soul. Every one of us. Somewhere along the lines, people have put seeds of faith into our soul. Whether it's their parents or pastors, youth leaders, VBS volunteers, small group leaders, campus ministers, family and friends, whoever it has been, those seeds have been planted and they've been watered and they're growing to some extent. And they will continue to grow because the Spirit of God is the one that causes them to grow. And so my encouragement is to think of prayer as a way of opening up yourself to what God wants to do and how he wants to grow you. Come before him and just say, Lord, I yield myself to you. Point out those areas that need to get weeded in my heart. Put the, help those places that really need to grow to grow. And that prayer would become much more than just a list of needs that I have, but it would be uh, this incredibly beautiful communion with God to where he grows us to be the people he wants us to be. The other thing we shouldn't realize uh, as I wrap this up is that both these prayers, Paul's prayer and the Lord's prayer, were both spoken over a community of people. They were not just for an individual, though I think individuals can take these prayers for themselves, but it was spoken over a church and a group of people. And so we, as God's community of people, need to ask ourselves, how does God want to use us to grow? How does God want to use us to grow the kingdom of God? What does God want to, where are the places we as a church need to yield to him and say, this is what you, we give ourselves to you, Lord, as a church, as a body of people, that we might see your kingdom grow. Yes, look at it individually, but boy, as a church, this is something we need to be asking ourselves too. How do you want to use us as your people? So continue to reflect on what God's doing in your own life this summer. Continue to go before him and say, uh, hey, I yield my life to you. I want you to grow those seeds of faith that have been planted and anticipate that God wants to do that for you. Uh, let me pray for us. So Lord, we do. We just want to practice that right now in terms of... Uh, we just yield ourselves to you. 
may, uh, may you show us those uh, seeds that have been planted in us. Show us the places where our soul needs some attention. Cause those seeds to grow that can uh, grow into the fruit of the Spirit to where we are, have greater peace and joy and love for others. We would actually be people of kindness and thankfulness. Give us times this summer where we can just sit with you and experience your presence as you speak to us and as you, uh, as you continue to grow us into your, into your image. And then, Lord, um, we want to finish by praying the prayer that you uh, taught your disciples. So let's pray this together, I think. Here we go. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.